everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I am James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. James, would you like to introduce our guest this yeah, time? Yeah, you I, know, yes. I stepped I on would. your toes last time. Did you step on my toes last time? I feel like I did. Oh, no, I was letting you. Hey, listen. Hey, guess what? Listen, guess what? Hey, we have a guest on this show, and you are never going to guess who it is. You're never going to guess who it is. Um, So I'll just tell you. It's Tracy. Oh. Oh, Oh, wow. Yeah, I wasn't even close. It's me. It's Frank Sinatra. Oh, Oh, how do you do? (laughs) Oh, wow, Frank. You look great for having been dead for quite a while. Oh, it's Botox, baby, and your fancy Mm -hmm. new... Vitamins. <laughs> now this accent is getting interesting, and the more we, the more we talk I to the more. I became British when they stabbed me with <laughs> the life juice. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I believe okay. you call it vitamin water. Uh huh. That is a brand. So you, yeah. you pronounce mm-hmm. vitamin like an American, but with a British accent. That's vitamin water. It's it's all wonky. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So. Yep. Frank, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You, and everyone who listens to any other show that Tracy is on is like, yeah, that's that's Tracy. There it is. That's the Tracy yep. What do you right mean there. Tracy? It's Frank Sinatra. Right. Call me yep. Frank. What did I say? Call, you said call, Tracy. Call me Frank, governor. It's Frank Sinatra, isn't it? <laughs> Oi, bruv. I'm it's so little, sorry. little Sonora. Colin, did you see that thing where it was like British rapper struggling to come up with more rhymes for in it? <laughs> I have not seen that, but that's very funny. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So this is uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, uh, season seven, episode one. And uh, you're going to start it at 1124. And you're going to end it at 1254. And here's the synopsis. Colson McKenzie and John. Mm-hmm. Colson McKenzie Johnson and Deke Shaw. I don't know why they didn't say Shaw, but Deke Shaw (laughs) walked down the streets of New York City and Shaw explains time travel to the group. Um, So I have sort of some notes and then some research. Uh, One of the most adorable and relatable things that Daisy says is that she knew it wasn't actually black and white, but she's still surprised that it's in color. And I I think that's pretty relatable. (laughs) That's very funny. Um, And two, she now knows how Deke felt traveling back in time. I said, she now knows how Deke felt traveling back in time in the future. You know, yep. time, time, time. Sure. Um, she says blast in the past. Uh, this is a blast in the past, which is what you'd say if you were promoting a children's cartoon about this episode. It's a blast in the past. <laughs> but I guess blast from the past makes doesn't make sense in a different way. Yeah. Um, Deke talks about how this period is relatable to him because of what it was like when he's from. (laughs) Uh, Also, he got all those clothes, I spelled it wrong, for like $13. And I looked up the 2021 equivalent of that. Uh, So he got all these clothes for the 2021 equivalent of about $220.49. Let me tell you, getting that many suits in general... That's like, he definitely went to Men's Warehouse on the day where they did the buy one suit, get one free situation, because like, that's a steal. (laughs) I'm doing a prequel of twins. What is that? Oh, never mind. Just give me a big suit and a small suit. Um, (laughs) uh, 
then he um oh well <laughs> they said um they he says something and, and colson's like can you keep it down you know that they they've never seen time travelers before they've never oh no he said do you think i have gears colson says and and they're like uh quiet down they've never seen a an lmd before and and uh mac says or a black man in a nice suit apparently yeah it's like yep yeah yep yeah yep i like that listen they don't spend a lot of time in 1931 talking about how horribly racist and and horrible it would be right um but i like that they at least glanced at it. it for a sec yeah Right. They do it again uh, later, but like they, there's like two or three glances, and then it's like, okay, but that's not the mission this time. Um, they address right. that, and also, uh, I mean, this is coming up in a little bit, but they also address Daisy being mm-hmm. out and about as opposed to, you know, because everyone's kind of that mentality of, oh, shouldn't you be at home? Yeah, exactly. Where's your husband? Exactly. Right. Um. Ugh. So then we we get into Daisy's like, um. Yeah, we don't want to affect the timeline because we could, mm-hmm. like, screw everything up. So then Deke is like, ah, you've wandered into my wheelhouse. Let me... First, he mansplains about dams, which is pretty funny. He's like, think of it as a dam. Um, if, if you put a stick in the river, that's fine. But if you put a bunch of sticks, you make... If you put a bunch of sticks, you make what's called a dam. And I was like, is anyone here unfamiliar with dams that he needed to say that? But... I right. Think that Why might be would a, he be more familiar with a dam than that's, you know? You know they and would that's, be. as I'm speaking, I said, I thought he's from the future. Maybe he thinks no one knows about dams. And that he's just could found be. This out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I have uh, Mac has his hat at a jaunty angle, and he forbids Deke from filing any patents, um, which is very funny given what we'll find out about Deke in in a, in yeah. a bit. Right about um, how awful he is. Well. Huh? Um. Well. Huh. Yeah. And then uh, Max says his mantra of the episode, and actually both episodes, maybe even this whole arc. I don't remember when he's if he stopped saying it, but he says, "Ripples, not waves." Um, so, what we're talking about here is uh, two different um, concepts of time travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is the butterfly effect, and one is the time stream conception. Uh, the butterfly effect is basically anything you do through chaos theory can have large effects as it propagates and gets bigger. It's named after this concept of a butterfly. Uh, let's see. It flaps there, its wings, a, right? Um, yeah, no, if, uh, yeah. I was seeing if there, if I could cite who said it first, but oh. um, the, basically the idea is if a butterfly flaps its wings in Iowa, it can cause a hurricane in Japan through various things being, you know, whatever. And so like, Examples of this are um, the movie The Butterfly Effect. (laughs) 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 Um, Yes. Also, uh, when Homer travels back in time through the time travel toaster and uh, kills dinosaurs or tries not to, etc., he he keeps doing examples of The Butterfly Effect. I I wrote down a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, It says, um, in the vocation of man in 1800, this guy named Johann Gottlieb Fichte says you could not remove a single grain of sand from its place without thereby changing something throughout all parts of the immeasurable whole, which is sort of a different way of stating the butterfly effect. Uh, it says chaos theory and the sensitive dependence on initial conditions were described in numerous forms of literature. In 1898, this guy named uh, Jacques 
Hadamard noted general divergence of trajectories in spaces of negative curvature. Maybe cut that too. I don't know what that means. Pierre Duhem discussed the possible general significance of this in 1908. The idea that the death of one butterfly could eventually have a far-reaching ripple effect on subsequent historical events made its early... um, So, all right. The idea that the death of one butterfly could eventually have a far-reaching ripple effect on subsequent historical events made its earliest known appearance in the story A Sound of Thunder, a 1952 short story by Ray Bradbury. Um, Basically, this is uh, time travel safari hunting, where you pay to go back in time and kill a dinosaur. You've read it, Tracy? Yeah. 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 And then this one, but they're like, stay on the path. Don't leave the path. And of course, this guy, he's probably an American, like, paths are encroaching on my freedom, so... I'm going to go wherever the heck I want. And then he ruins uh, time. Because like, it's like it. we have tracked every dinosaur and we yeah. have figured out like which ones you can kill because they were just about to die anyway. Right. And it's like, well, OK. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Assuming they did all that. And this guy's like, what about that one? I want to kill that one. Yeah. And they're like, no, please. No, don't. Oh, God. I have lizard hands now. <laughs> but uh can I say something about the butterfly yes, of effect? Course. It's just, it's because inter- it's like, yeah, you think about going back in time and then you change something and you come back. And if there's like an obvious thing that's different, it's like, oh, okay, because I did that. Like I can see these changes and whatever. But like, what if I just like, that's such a weird concept. Like if I just go out and I start, you know, smashing butterflies or like doing these really weird random things, is that going to directly impact the next presidential election? Like, and like, I know, know it all works together, but it's just yeah. like, it's a weird concept that, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a butterfly domino effect. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, and, and that's the, like, the wild thing is that now. you can't know what it's going to do. And that, but see, and that actually this whole uh, timeline with the Chronicoms is just affecting that. this. It's either, yeah, if right. you buy the butterfly effect theory, it's changing a thing to affect something in the future. Um, we'll get to the time stream thing in a second. That would be like they, they're building a bunch of dams. They're throwing a bunch of, of trash into the middle of the river to yeah. try and uh, change the course. Um, there's a really cool mathematical thing that was done for the butterfly effect. Uh, so this guy was making a, uh, um, let's see, his name is, uh, did I not write down? I don't know. This guy named Lorenz um, was, he was running a computer model in the 60s of weather. And he had all these, all these, uh, this date, these data points, and he was putting them in. And he realized he had rounded the data points to like three decimals when they actually had like seven decimals. Mm. So he put in the new data points, and it completely changed the model of the weather that he was coming up with. So like these like hundreds of thousands of of whatever numbers propagated to these like, oh, the hurricane's gonna be over there, not clear across the country or whatever. Oh my gosh. Um, which is kind of a cool mathematical way of showing that idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. Um, yeah. So then, so that's the butterfly effect. Um, the time stream effect is sort of like if you're a fiction writer and the butterfly effect makes you not feel like you can do a time travel story at all, do the time stream effect, which is much more forgiving. Um, yeah. It's a metaphorical conception of time as a stream, a flowing body of water. Uh, the in brave new words, the Oxford Dictionary of Science Fiction. Boy, whoever <laughs> thought of that title Incredible. went home early that day. That's a great one. 
Um, they got a big freaking bonus. <laughs> exactly. Take out one L and the whole thing changes. It's like the butterfly effect. Um, the term is more narrowly defined as, quote, the series of all events from past to future, especially when conceived of as one of many such series. So basically think of this. This is the time stream thing. This is how I think of it. Butterfly effect is like there's a timeline and we all live on it. And if you if you mess up part of it, it affects everything going down the timeline because it's like a like a mountain path. Time stream is like I'm James Anderson. I'm 38 years old. And in two years, I'm going to go back in time by 20 years. I will still be 30. I will still be 40 years old, but I'll be living back in 1990, 2000 or whatever. My life my lifetime line hasn't changed. It's just where I am in the everyone else's sort of accepted timeline has changed. So if I change, if I kill my own grandfather or whatever, I'll just be a guy that killed my own grandfather. I've already been born. So this is where you get your divergent variant, uh, mm-hmm. alternate multiverse timelines. Sure. Cause I've been born in a, in, on a timeline where, I have a grandfather that wasn't killed by some very handsome man. Um, And then in the timeline where I go back and do kill my grandfather, there's another timeline where I don't, where I don't exist, but that doesn't mean I stop existing like I would on the butterfly effect. I guess it's like butterfly effect is there's one timeline that's affected. Time stream is there. It basically branches off every time you change, you make a change. But also the idea that, um, only big changes actually make a new branch. Right, correct. Exactly, it's like you right. can do little things like exist in a different place without making right. an entirely new timeline. Exactly. Like so that's, that's yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's like, like if you kill a butterfly, it probably doesn't do anything. If you kill, you know, a million monarch butterflies. But I was going to say, it's like if you have a Hot Pocket instead of right. having a sandwich, it right. doesn't change the timeline. But if, right. you know... I, but if you like one day are like, I'm going to drive the opposite direction on a state highway, right? Like that's kind of probably going to like if you then cause a like twelve car pileup kind of thing, right? That's a pretty big change. Right. And if you if there's no one on the road, it would be nothing. Right. Which is where Correct. we get the variance at the TVA with a CE and CE variance that's allowed. Because if you have a hot pocket instead of a sandwich, that's that makes a, a you know a split into another universe, but then if nothing else changes, it merges back into the same thing. So it sort of bounces mm-hmm. up and then merges back right. into the same thing. Um, so there's a couple of uh, um, it says this analogy is useful in several ways. Uh, streams flow only one way, so time move, moves only forward. Streams flow constantly; time never stops. People can stand in a stream but would be pulled along by it. People exist within time but move with it. Uh, it says some spe- some physicists and science, fic- science fiction writers have speculated that time is branching. It branches into alternate universes. Streams can converge and also diverge, which is what we were just talking about. Um, and then there's that whole thing. Uh, Heraclitus said no man ever steps in the same river twice, which is another thing about the time stream is that yeah. you can't like um, Marty couldn't go back to the unscrewed up 1985. He'd go back to an alternate universe that isn't the same one. Right. Um, so yeah, again, back to the future has a really weird, uh, take on, um, time travel. It's so sort of like, let me ask you a quick question then. This is a question yeah. as, as well as for James as well. Okay. If you were to go back in time 
and you could fix one mistake that you've made in life, right? Would you do it knowing that a, you would have fixed it, but also going back when you step back into this day now, everything would be different. Hmm. I mean, no, no. I think the funny, I think the unfun answer of time travel is no. Like I, you know, I love time travel and I think anyone that knows me knows that, but from a realistic point of view, no, I'm, I'm way too big a chicken to go back Change. in time and do things. Yeah. Potentially lose your children. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> what about you yeah. though, Tracy? No. Like as much as I would have liked to be like, oh, I would have gone to school for something else. If you believe the reality that there are certain things that you're destined to happen in life, then mm -hmm. maybe. But there's a lot of things that led me to meet certain people and do certain things that like didn't f that I look back on. I'm like, oh, I wish that would have been different. But also I can see directly how it led me to something else. Yeah. So. I think I, th I think time stream uh, removes the a little bit of sort of like regret um sort of mm -hmm. situations like you can't you can go back and change things but you yourself aren't going to like forget about whatever right true right like it'll it might make be you like your different yeah right exactly it'll, it'll like change come... what your future is but you'll still right. know what that was right. right and it's like you know to take it to what if just really quick for a conceptual thing, the watcher is outside of all is like a person standing up on a cliff where all this, this stream is running. Yeah. And they're like, Oh look, there's a, di there's a little big rock that just fell in the way there. Oh look, it goes, that stream goes off that way. Oh weird. Oh look, that stream, you know, drowned a colony of again. ants. Oh wild. Yeah. Like, right. um, <laughs> anyways, I'm up on this cliff. I can't really do anything. So, Guess I'm just in the background. Doctor um, Strange is in the middle of one of those lakes. Like, please save me! And he's like, <laughs> I can't, man. I'm up on this cliff. I'd have to come down from it. It's a whole thing. Sorry, man. Hi. <laughs> he's like, no, get help! And he's like, yeah, hi, hello. <laughs> Colin, would you? Uh, <sighs> don't take into account what we said. I know. Yeah. <laughs> The thing is, is you have no only a monster goes back in time. Don't Colin? worry about that. I yeah. will say this. I, it's funny because technically I already knew James's answer because James and I had a conversation about this on a different podcast ages ago. Um, and I had to think about it very hard. And I was like, I, I think it. No, you know what? Okay, here's what it is. Back then, I would have said yes. In fact, I did say yes because there was a lot of changes that I would have made because I wasn't yet happy with where I was. I mean, I'm still not like perfect, you know what I mean? But I'm certainly much better off now than I was then. Mm. And I think back then I was kind of like, I don't have much to lose if I were to go back and fix this thing. Yeah. But now I do have things to lose. So I feel like my right. answer now is no. Right. But right. We're, this is like such an interesting concept because past me, if you gave past me, the idea that you could change time, he would do it, and then I wouldn't even exist anymore as I am. You know what I mean? Which is a crazy thing to think about. Right, yeah. Or I would continue, and he would continue off in some other timeline, exactly. and I would now have no clue that he did it. you're thinking fourth dimensionally, Marty. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm starting to play chess instead of checkers. <laughs> well, it's 
wild too to think that you go back and you change something the idea that that's going to make everything better and not that you'll just be living another life with a completely different set of problems that you know might actually be worse or the same and like i mean there's the idea too there's a lot of people you haven't met that if circumstances were different you would have met that would have meant more Mm -hmm. to you but yeah it's you know the known and the unknown but yeah absolutely it's colin are you on the train yeah, no, Kyle's coming into town. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I didn't even hear him leave. <laughs> um, it's, well, it reminds me of two things. The Robert Frost poem, The uh, Road Less Traveled, which mm-hmm. people always are like, the road not taken is the one, you know, the every, the, the whole population's taking that one. And so you take the one not taken because you're like a subversive or you think for yourself or whatever. But it doesn't say which one, he said, I took the one less traveled by and that has made all the difference. He doesn't say, and that difference rules. Yeah. I'm rich yeah. and everyone else, <laughs> you know, that has made all the difference because now I'm falling. I was going to say, <laughs> like, you know, the guy from what was that like 96 hours later or 900? What's that movie? 127 hours. Yeah. Yeah. 127 hours. That guy went the road less traveled and he did right. not yeah. end up it for the made better, a difference. So. For it sure. did make a difference. <laughs> drop I don't want to be. Drop a... some weight, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be a uh, a a very sort of dad sort of uh, energy here, but sometimes the road more taken is more taken for a reason. A reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing you reminded me of was uh, in eleven twenty two in eleven twenty two sixty three. The one of the mechanics is that um, it's called they refer to it as the past is obdurate, which means the bigger the thing you try and change the more time pushes against you and tries to fuck mm-hmm. up that plan. So if you're like, I'm going to go kill Colin and Colin is important. Let's say, um, I'm just joking. Let's say the face I made in this imaginative world where Colin is important. Go on, James, I'm with you. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, no, but so then it would be like, time gives me a flat tire. Time puts a ham sandwich in the road. And I'm like, Ooh, and then like, it tries its best to, <laughs> Um, I'm like, Whoa, keep me from sandwich. from making that exactly free I mean, sandwich. You know, to be honest with you, like to kind of get into it a little bit. I mean, I know this is kind of revealing some stuff from later, but a recent what if episode was all about that. Yep. Was you know basically someone having a timeline that was already changed and it can't yep. be reversed, kind of thing. Yep. And no matter how much they try to reverse it, time pushes back until eventually time's like i'm gonna push back in the <laughs> heaviest way by essentially erasing myself yeah, you know? exactly exactly like, oh god no no yeah that was the it, strange i was talking about earlier where he's like please a life for boat and he's like hey <laughs> it's me the watcher hi um, doing, doing my name <laughs> watching but yeah it's and so it and like the the magnitude of the of the things that get in your way expands to like you know they they're trying to stop the assassination of kennedy so in trying to do that like their car breaks down the bus crashes the police are in the way there's all this stuff that you know they keep having to plow through to try and make this change and spoiler alert it sucks that they made the change the other like time travel thing that like isn't really part of this episode but like the you probably have a better example but like in harry potter where it's like everything has already happened whatever you do just leads to yep. that thing just happening the exact same yep. way like you J. J. literally Abrams. yeah you can't Sorry, change it yeah yeah 
in in lost they called that whatever happened happened yeah um that's and that that was a key you're right prisoner of azkaban is that and lost does that too where it's like no 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 no, no. you're no one's gonna disappear no one's gonna forget whatever happened happened it's but just, like you have to do it because that's part of your timeline right well, so here's it. the other thing though is that i feel like the way that that also worked was like they like kind of knew sorry here, here's here's where it gets weird right whereas i think that some of those things that they saw in that book right could have been really any explanation right right but the idea is that because they've seen it already that that gives them the idea of oh we could do this thing that would then lead to you know what i mean so it's like yeah. the then idea it of like it. right it does change it but the thing is like they technically experience the same thing twice and they have changed it but they think that they created what happened the first time right you know what i mean it's but an, like mm, because they yeah. haven't looped back yet in the original right. it couldn't have happened that way but like they they know for example the sound of the thud of the axe which could have in the original been you know the the flying buckbeak. thing what buckbeak the hippogriff thank you but you know because like then when they go back in the past they're like wait they go back at this moment and he so we could get him during this time actually and they take it and then it does still he still does thunk but this time he does it because he's angry not because he right. gets to take the head of the yeah. creature so it's, it was Hermione all along that's a different song um <laughs> but no yeah so it's but the idea is that at at all times something has happened Hermione hit Hermione or Hermione hit Harry in the back of the head while other Harry was there, like everyone, there were two of each of them on the scene mm -hmm. all the time. And yeah. my wife gets hung up on a very good question. What about the first time through? What happened then? How did that? It's, it's almost like the way I picture it is like, it's not, it's, they just like duplicate themselves. So it's like time mm -hmm. is like one place. It's like and, the stream took a curve. Did a, yeah. A where it's like, you can't actually, it's not. It's more of a solid place then where yeah. it's like you could just jump back yeah. and exactly. then be there. It's not separate. I don't know. It's, yeah. It, so I mean, the it first also time through that, is a second time through because right. you're both just suddenly there. Because that has to imagine that time flumps down full done and at no point is being forged. Like it just sort of falls into place because if you if yeah. the loop is already there. And has been always right like it's, it has to be or else how did the loop form right so it's not really so if you're picturing it you're going like like you're reading down i don't know i'm like imagining like a script like you're just going yeah. down and time is like sweeping down it's like okay there's one harry one harry okay now there's two harry's and two yep. harry's and then so what actually happens last is harry thinking he's he's experiencing traveling back in time but the time stream is just moving forward right if you think of his lifespans, his life, he's a little bit older than that other Harry by the time difference between when he was at point A, which is 50 yes. feet from point B. Yes. Time and space. Yes. Yeah. Also, this can make you bleed from the ears. So <laughs> yeah. think about time travel as much or as little as you want to, listener. Um, you can uh, message me on Twitter. I will get into it with you. I love breaking yeah. my brain on time travel. Well, what's fascinating to me, and this is, we don't have to spend time on this, but I just read Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir, okay. and there's Ooh. 
parts where there's like traveling near the speed of light and like yeah. the discussions on traveling over long distances and how that warps time and it's just like i need a better understanding of like what time actually is because it's not the same everywhere and that's really yeah. weird yeah yeah time is oh i mean you know time is a so is a construct just like right you know virginity um it's just, just how we us experience keep it yeah, yeah exactly I mean, right now, Tracy and I are experiencing 9.23 p.m., but James is experiencing 10.23 p.m. Right. Yep. We're technically in the same moment of time, but James is further along we in the time stream We just named James' time different, yeah. yeah. Was, it, um, was it Catch Me If You Can? No, it, there was something in which someone was like, look at a record and look how the record on the outside has to complete a much bigger circle mm -hmm. than the record on the inside. So how does that work? How do they, how are they moving at one speed? And it breaks someone's brain. Someone is like, holy crap. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I was watching that one time and I was like, that's because a record only has the illusion of being concentric circles. It's actually just a big spiral. Right. Right. So it's never moving faster. It's just the spiral is getting smaller. It's still on one line sort of like what we're talking about with the timeline versus the lifeline sort of deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love it. Ugh, love it so much. Anyways, that's why I was excited about this episode in particular. Did my question was what was which theory makes more sense to you, but we don't need to <laughs> I think we've covered it. <laughs> it's the time stream one for me. Oh, okay, thanks. Thanks, Tracy. <laughs> Did either of you have anything else that you wanted to say before we get to the music of 1931? I actually want to ask James a question that can just be off the record, but isn't oh, there okay. the idea, I don't know if it's an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or it's something like time, there's another parallel time where things are moving, time is moving in the opposite direction. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Well, there's the idea that... Um... The universe is expanding out to a point, and then it, at some point it'll start contracting back so okay. we could pass each other as that happens. Like, it'll happen with both time and space. Sure. Um, I don't think I've ever seen that represented in fiction, though. Okay. I don't know where I heard that or, like, why I'm thinking about that now, but there's something at anyway. Well, my favorite representation of time travel is Futurama, where it's like a Mario screen where you run off this way and you go to the end of time and you literally come back on the screen on the oh. other side. <laughs> That's very good. So no, no question. Okay. Your honor. Well, today's music of 1931, sometimes these, uh, these songs are super appropriate to what we've talked about. Uh, today's song is by a guy named Paul Robeson and the song is River, Stay Away From My Door. So... <laughs> This was not intentional. This was randomly chosen, and um, that's proof of uh, higher power. So, <laughs> time, um, yes, <laughs> <laughs> time, exactly. The Watcher. Um, <laughs> we're accessing the Watcher's playlist, and it's not random. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Paul Robeson was an American bass, baritone, concert artist, and stage and film actor who became famous for both his cultural accomplishments and his political activism. He was educated at Rutgers College and Columbia University. He was a star athlete in his youth. He was a star athlete in his youth. His political activities began with his involvement with unemployed workers and anti-imperialist students whom he met in Britain and continued with the support with support for the Republican cause in the Spanish Civil War. Keep in mind that you're, this isn't the Republican you're thinking of. This is the Spanish Republican, which is anti-fascism. So gotcha. we're talking when we're talking Republican, this is 
Spanish Civil War in Spain, the Republican movement was for anti-fascism. In the United States, he became active in the civil rights movement and other social justice campaigns. His sympathies for the Soviet Union and for communism and his criticism of the United States government and its foreign policies caused him to be blacklisted during the McCarthy era. You know, America. Right. As you do. In 1915, he won an academic scholarship to Rutgers College where he was twice named a consensus All-American in football and was the class valedictorian. Almost 80 years later, he was posthumously inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. He received his LLB, um, legally licensed barrister maybe, from Columbia Law School while playing in the National Football League. At Columbia, he sang and acted in off-campus productions. After graduating, he became a figure in the Harlem Renaissance with performances in Emperor Jones and All God's Chillin' Got Wings. Between 1925 and 1961, Robeson recorded and released some 276 distinct songs, many of which were recorded several times. Uh, No note about whether he recorded Stardust, um, though it seems entirely (laughs) likely. Um, He is... Picture the song Old Man River. Okay. That guy. Okay. He's that deep-voiced guy uh, who who made that song famous. Um, That's cool. And so this song is also incredibly low and really cool sounding. And also about a river. And also about a river. He only sings songs about a river. Um, He was the River's Cuomo of his time. Um, No, stop. (laughs) No, but uh, so yeah, it's cool to see that like this guy um, who was a a black man. I don't know if it was if it was clear, but like he had this like it was this like, you know, reaching out into all fields sort of. sort of life which is really cool to read about um you kind of get your like cab calloway who did showbiz for 90 years or whatever and this guy who like did that and this and that and that and that and he was great at all of it yeah um so but that is going to do it for my notes that is paul robeson river stay away from my door um i have uh let's see this is episode seven um i'll just say it now I have organized these into uh, 10-song clusters on the playlist. We're recording this on a day after the first 1931 episode has has come and gone. Colin played the song underneath. I don't know if if you're going to continue to do that or or what. I'm going to try my best to. If I can find a quality recording that doesn't have a lot of hiss. Right. Which, you know, it's 1931, so, like, good luck. Um, Some of them, it depends. big into the recording industry. What's that? (laughs) What what good thing did you actually say? Because I was saying something ridiculous. ridiculous. I think I just said, so I think it kind of depends. Okay. But I'm going to do my best. All right. Well, when episode 10 drops, uh, we'll drop the link to the, the Music of 1931 episodes 1 through 10. Um, I guess you won't know when episode 10 drops, but when it does, and we'll know, you'll see a link to that playlist. Nice. So, uh, and that's that's all I got. It's like your own little Easter egg. Yeah, exactly. And no one knows when Easter is. That's the other thing about it. (laughs) That is going to do it for us on this episode of Timeline Scavengers. If you want to find the podcast, you can find the podcast at Timeline Scav. You can find our podcast network, which is Scavengers Network, at Scavengers Net. You can also find me on Twitter if you want to talk to me about time travel at Colin M. Parker. You can also find the guy who wrote the music for this show, Nick Bramald, at N. Bramald, which is N 
B-R-A-M-A-L-D. But please don't ask him about time travel. We have not figured out what his stance is, and I don't know if he wants to be bothered about it. Um, he now, might have some radical time travel theory that we have not vetted. So right, yeah, yeah. No, Nick is a great guy. Just you know, I feel like he's probably very busy. And if you're like, what is your stance on time travel? He's gonna be like, your what? stance. Yeah, he puts his baton down and is like, well, I'm glad you asked. Finally, Finally. he slowly closes the grand piano and goes, all right, let's have a discussion. Uh, time is a piano. Time, time is a chemistry. Uh, now, Tracy, if people want to find you on the timeline, where will they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Adil's Warlock. Tracy, why don't you also hit us up with some uh, stats and stuff like that? Uh, not stats. Fuck me. Hang on. Wait, pull out the numbers for... Tracy, also, could you give us a little, like, you know, little pitch for uh, thanks for the lyrics as well? Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you about things for the lyrics. <laughs> so it is a followed boy lyric discussion podcast that I do with someone you may know, James, and then Howdy. someone else uh, named Aaron that you possibly <laughs> perfect spot on Aaron impression. Um, but we take a single lyric from a single followed boy song. Well, we do all of them, but we do one at a time and we take those lyrics and we talk very in depth about one line from each song and we go in order and uh, we're on a hiatus right now, but we stopped after fully adieu yeah. and then we'll we're on be the appropriate the follow up boy hiatus between fully adieu and save rock and roll. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll get back to save rock and roll um, sometime soon. I'll be covering uh, soul punk on my own. Um, Are you really? Yeah. No, no. Oh, okay. Of course not. I can't so you're like, that's much. so good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that album. <laughs> I know you do. That'd be why it would be mean if I... Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, but it is a very fun podcast, and we have some very great discussions. Even if you're not a Fall Out Boy listener, it's more about uh, words and how we use... Well, how Pete, the songwriter, uses them. So tune in. And sometimes how uh, bugs have sex. Yeah. Challenging. One time. I okay. would like that. Um, yeah. what it, is challenging? It's wild. <laughs> it is a little challenging. What is not challenging, though, is finding James on the internet. And James, where do people do that? Well, I'm a master of disguise, so I'm going to give you the uh, the key to that right now. And it is at unabashed James. And that's that's it. Now you know my secret. Oh, hey, sorry. Real quick. I'm going to also quickly shout out timeline scav on instagram as well mm. where we do uh, a segment that we james we really mm. need to have a meeting about mm. the name of this segment because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it's yeah, still yeah. we're still kind of on the fence about it mm -hmm. uh, but it's called currently uh the break room and in the break room james and i post a panel or a cover or something from a marvel comic that we are at the time reading uh, we both do, we, we usually both do one a week, um, unless someone's traveling or something like that. Or there's uh, like a hurricane disrupting your life. That's also true, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there's there's some stuff on our uh, Instagram, though, for that as well. Yeah. Uh, and with that being said, this episode is now officially at an end. So with that being said, as always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. And I'm Tracy Wheatley. Ripples, not waves.
Hey y'all, I'm Jet. I'm Becca. And I'm Kenna. We're from Evenfell. We're six experienced role players and storytellers bringing you an actual play D&D podcast that's set in a star system we've collaboratively built. Full of mystery and weirdness, follow characters through the ages as they navigate intrigue and a rediscovered past around the moons of Tempest. You can catch us wherever podcasts are found or go to evenfell.com for more details. Episodes release every other Tuesday. Join us in our corner of Realm Space. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.